So yeah, 4th of July weekend, I want to talk a little bit about freedom today, all right? But I don't want to talk about patriotic freedom. I don't want to talk about American civil liberties and freedom. I want to talk about where freedom actually comes from, all right? So we're going to be looking at two passages today. We're going to be in the 8th chapter of John today, and Jesus is going head to head with some of the religious folks. He really is. This is not a pleasant conversation, but it is a, a, a fact-filled conversation. Jesus just calls it like it is without concern for what they want to do with him, by him, and for him. He has just come down off the mountain. We know that because he retreated to the mountain to pray. And in John chapter 8 is one of my favorite stories. He comes down off the mountain to find himself in the market, in the very public place, all right? And all of these religious leaders, old to young, bring him a woman that they snagged out of a home who was caught in adultery. They threw her down embarrassingly and completely uncovered at the feet of God himself, all right, with all of these people watching. And the Bible is clear. They didn't care about her. They didn't care about the man she was with. This was all about Jesus. They were using this as a trap. All right, they needed to put him on the line and try to make him say something one way or the other. And the trap was this you've been preaching love, compassion, grace, bladdy, bladdy. And you're this Abraham, the Bible, the Moses, the, the scripture says, stone people like this. Will Smith would then say, Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? And so Jesus wants to rear back, and I believe this, I think he wants to rear back and cold cock these guys right upside their jaw, but he doesn't. He takes a few. Let's learn a lesson from that. When Jesus stooped down to write in the sand, the great theological question is, what did he write? I'd like to step beyond that today and see if I can't throw a huge lesson out to you. When the turmoil and the strife in verbal conversations come, when the attacks come, the best case scenario is to shut up and take a knee. I think that is the takeaway for today from this part, my, my introduction. When you get into verbal combat, and I suggest that if you're going to have verbal combat, you do it one-on-one, one -on -one, not FB on FB, Insta on Insta, Twitter on Twitter, uh-uh, face-to-face. And when it comes and you want to react, don't. Take a knee. The modern day version would be grabbing at your sketch. Doodle for a minute. All right? He wrote in the sand. That's basically what this is. And then he responds with a brilliant thing. No problem. No problem. Whichever one of you is not a sinner, you throw first. Everybody else throw after that. And Jesus goes back to doodling. All right? There's a massive amount of disarming that can be done when we'll be patient enough and wise enough to act and think like our Heavenly Father. That's where we're going today, all right? Wise enough, patient enough to act and react and respond like our Heavenly Father would. So he's confronted later by all of these teachers. They have run away with their, literally, with their tails between their legs, all right? When I preach this sermon to teenagers, I talk about when I shot a dog in my backyard with a BB gun one time and its tail went up under, you know, 
I thought that was funny when I was nine or eight or 10, you know, it's not, I'm not, not, don't do that. It was hilarious. And uh, so I feel like that the, the Pharisees probably ran away with their tail between their legs, all right? They were, they were proven wrong in public. So they come back and they want to, they want to talk about what happened, all right? And this is later in that same chapter. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, we're going to start with the key to freedom. If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. All right? Then you will know the truth, a verse we all know, and the truth will set you free. So if you hold to my teachings, the version I want to, I really want is, if you abide in my truth, you will know truth, and the truth will set you free. Well, here's what they said to him. We are Abraham's descendants. We've never been slaves to anyone. How can you say that we're going to be set free? Why are you talking about being slaves and being free? We're already free. We're the descendants of Abraham. Today, here's what this would sound like. Ah, what are you talking about? I got baptized when I was little. What are you talking about? I go to church. What are you talking about? I'm a Baptist, all right? We're giving these names and labels that make us, what are you talking about? I'm an American. This is going to play in later. I'm not a slave to anyone. Jesus said, well, here's what I'm going to say. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. I'm say it again. Everyone who sins is a slave to slim. Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to the family forever. Slaves are not family. They are slaves. Sons, daughters of the father are family. There's a difference. So if the son sets you free, you will be what? Free indeed. Here's what he's saying here. You are living in the illusion of freedom. Your name doesn't make you free. Ready for this? My name does. Oh! Your name doesn't make you free. My name makes you free. Here's what this is all going to come back to. The Bible says the truth will set you free. All right? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, all right? So our truth in the family of God is not an idea. It is an individual. Think about that again. Freedom in Christ is not an idea. It is an individual. It is not something to be mentally formulated. It is a factual, existing, living thing. Listen, I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are looking for a way to kill me. So you're calling yourself this, but you're acting against everything that this stands for. I am telling you what I have seen in the Father's presence, and you are, uh, and you are doing what you have heard from the Father. Abraham is our father. 
we start to get confused here because we're supposed to be the Jewish people listening to God, and Jesus is about to formulate it like a court case and really tell them, if you were Abraham's children, then you would do what Abraham did. As it is, you are looking for a way to kill me. A man has told you the truth that I heard from God, and Abraham did not do such things. You are doing the work of your father. You are, you are doing the work of your father. <laughs> they come back because they're starting to hear where he's going. My father's God, and you're doing the work of your father. Well, we've been preaching that our father's God. The Pharisees and Sadducees are the religious leaders. You're now saying that your father is God and our father is not God? They say, we are not illegitimate children. All right, we have another word for that these days. You can't use that in church, all right? We are not illegitimate children. The only father we have is God himself. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me, not try to kill me. For I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language unclear to you? This is where he goes. If you're going to make me spell it out for you, then I'm going to spell it out for you. You belong to your father, the devil. Uh-oh. You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer, and we're going to check this, from the beginning, not holding the truth. There is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native tongue. Because he is a liar and the father of lies. Because he is a liar and the father of lies. There's a very careful game and I hate to call it a game, but it's, it's our language, okay? There's a very careful game that we must play as believers in Jesus, all right? Especially in our culture now, all right? What we're going through now, all right, is the same thing these men were trying to play out in their lives. We know what is best for us. And our interpretation of what provides for us our freedom is our right. You do not have the right to tell us who our Father is and who our Father isn't and what our truth is and what our truth isn't. Does any of this sound familiar? And this comes from not the 60s, not the 1900s, but thousands and thousands of years ago. Let's look at Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. There was complete freedom, complete peace, and complete hope right up to this moment. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, stop, don't look up there, look at me. And he said to the woman, God stinks. Is that what he said? No. And he said to the woman, do what you want to do. No. Here's what he said. Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? That's all he said. Listen, this is all that he said. Did God really say that? Now listen to me. Our problem, the culture falling apart, is right here. Satan doesn't have to tell you anything. 
All he has to do is question the main thing. Did God really say that homosexual relationships were wrong? Did he really say that? And if he can get us having a discussion about it and turn us to love, turn us to pride, then we question what God said. The minute we do that, we don't honor the Father and stand in the truth. We give toeholds to the Father of lies. Now, the Father of lies is what? Our Father. Did God really say, thou shalt not sleep around? Did he really say anything about alcohol? Did he really... Oh, let me tell you one that got caught up. Did he really... Does gluttony really in the scriptures? Do you want to see how the devil has won that one because the church was afraid? What is the single greatest killer on the planet even today in the midst of a pandemic. Heart disease and why? Obesity. Don't think for a minute because we're still afraid to call people out on it because it's politically incorrect that the devil's not going... <laughs> That one was way easier than I thought it was going to be. Think about that for a minute. People are dying everywhere because the church is afraid to say, this is a sin. It is not a maybe. And that is how the devil has won over the last thousand years. Did he really say that? And it started right there. What we want in today's age is for the truth to be about our reality, what we believe truth is. So what Tyler believes is truth and what Susie believes is truth and what Johnny believes in truth can all be different if that's what they believe. How does that this is what Jesus says. How, how does that work? And how does that set you free? Can I ask you a question? Do any of you all feel free and peaceful with everything that you see on the news and in the media right now? None of us do. But listen to me. If the news and the media and the Facebook and your friends and the people of this world and the politicians, if they are what is speaking into you, listen to me then they, oh, you're, you're going to hate me, but then they're your daddy. Somebody says, who's your daddy? You need to be saying whatever's speaking into you the most. Here's the way John Piper puts it. The devil is deceiving you 168 hours a week. And you want to fight that with an hour on Sunday. 
Why are we losing the battle? Because we're not doing exactly what Jesus asked us to do. If you will hold to my teaching, another translation, if you will abide in my word. What does it mean to abide, to be in, to be a part of? Here's what it is. How many of you have or live in a home? You have a home, an apartment, a place that you call your own, all right? That's right. You furnish it. You spend time in it, all right? How many of you like to go on vacation? Awesome. Perfect. I love to go on vacation. Have you ever done like an Airbnb? Anybody done an Airbnb? Anybody ever had like a house on the beach or a house in the mountain? And you go in and at first look, it's like, this is awesome. Look at this view. This is awesome. Check out the beach. And for the most part, that's great for about three or four days. But listen to me. It's not home. It's not where your kids are. It's not where your community is. Now, a lot of us would like to make that home someday, all right? But it still won't be home. You you didn't furnish it. It's not got your pictures in it, your stuff in it. But here's what we want to do. We want to Airbnb into God's word and call that enough. That's what what we want to do. We want to hop out on a weekend and act like that's enough to take Satan on. Satan's working overtime to deceive us. And we are saying, if I read my Bible for five minutes, I'll be protected. Okay. Cool. Would you go into battle with um, armor just right here and everything else uncovered? That'd be smart. Well, isn't that what we're doing? Aren't you going in to face the devil who is firing his flaming arrows at you, partially covered? Abide. Live in my teaching. Those who love me, what? Obey my commands. How do we find freedom, real freedom? Abide in me. Then we bear fruit. What kind of fruit? Good fruit. I got a video the other day from somebody who's close to to me and to my family, and all they said was, hey, would you watch this? Would you check this out? Okay? I did. It was very, very, very um, prophetic, very, very, very doomsday-ish, very, very, very full of a lot of believable stuff, and I honestly uh, found my heart struggling over it. Now, when the person uh, contacted us and said, hey, can we talk about this, you know, I, I wasn't quite ready to talk through it. I just kind of said, I will say this, this, and this at this time, and the person's response was, it just made me afraid. Hear me. It just made me afraid. And my response back was, I'm I'm really sorry. Don't let it. Why did it not make me afraid? Not because I'm smarter, not because I'm better. Listen to me. (laughs) Because what happens in the world and in politics and in November doesn't change me. Because I'm getting more and more grounded, the older and the more time I spend with you and the more time I spend in small groups and the more time I'm reading, the more rooted I'm getting in, my citizenship is in heaven. My father is Jesus. I am not going to be a slave. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am what? A child of God. 
So if the Son sets you free, you shall be free indeed. You don't have to fake it. You don't have to fight for it. You don't have to rally around it. You don't have to say this politically correct thing and that politically correct thing. You don't have to come up with new ways to counteract racism. You don't have to come up with new ways to counteract liberals or conservatives. You don't have to do any of that. In fact, all of the new means and methods being presented are just foolishness. Why? Because if we would just abide in Christ, if we would just live under His Word, all of the rest of it would go away. If we live in Christ, we love all people. There would be no such thing as racism, so we wouldn't need woke words like anti-racism. You don't need any of that. Why aren't you jumping on the bandwagon? I don't, I don't need a I'm on a wagon already. I don't need that bandwagon. I'm on, I've picked my wagon. But here's what we're doing. We're picking our wagon, then we want to put our feet in, uh, under the other wagons. And you know what that does? If your wagon's moving, you try to put your foot in another moving wagon, what's going to happen? You're going to fall and get run over. And that's emotionally what's happening to believers and their friends all over the country. You're being ripped and torn and emotionally drawn over the coals and you're anxious and you're fearful. And here's what Jesus would say to you. I never intended for my children who are abiding in me to be any of those things. Those are fruit of another father. So if you want to be free, you've got to wake in the word of God. Just like your home. You've got to eat in the Word of God, just like your home. You've got to uh, uh, rest in the Word of God, just like your home. You've got to begin to understand that there is power, song, in the mighty matchless name of Jesus. I can't stress enough to Cody and Alex and the twins. Guys, I can't tell you enough that the Bible is not just about a church book. It's not just about um, rules. It is all about getting into and knowing and connecting to Jesus and that bringing your freedom from all of the other garbage. If you will abide in me, I am the vine, you are the branches. Hook up to me, I got the rest. Here's what he says about the flaming arrows. I'll stand before you. You're abiding in me. I'll stand before you. You'll be inside me. Those arrows won't get to you unless they go through me first. That's freedom. So when CNN and MSN and Fox and, and all of the other things that are out there start to teach, start to preach, remember this. It's all deception all all somebody come up to me and says well fox is not it's all deception even if there's 80 percent truth to it they will tell you what they want you to hear and if you're buying what they want you to hear and not what god wants you to hear the minute that happens you've succumbed slaved let yourself be owned by another that's it. How do I know? I'm going to give you one headline. One headline. I'm not for or against this. I just, I just want you to know. Four states 
increasing rapidly with coronavirus numbers. Why not 46 states not increasing? Just asking. Why not 46 states not rapidly increasing? Now you understand what I'm talking about? Did God really? We're not free. Because the devil is whispering to all of you. Did God really? Doesn't God really want everybody just to have love? Doesn't God really just want everybody to have fun? Doesn't God really want you to be able to escape from the horrors of your day? Did God really say, I mean, does the scripture say thou shalt not use heroin? Is that really in there? He doesn't have to speak truth into you at all. All they've got to do is get you thinking about the lie. And when that happens, we become sinful. When we become sinful, we become slaves. When we become slaves, our minds, our bodies, our countries, our children, our homes, our emotions become captive to something else. And if you are a captive, you are no longer what? Free. Freedom comes from abiding in the truth, which is written in the word of God and exists in the person of Jesus Christ. Everything else will fail. There is where we get our freedom. Let's pray. Father, we won't, we won't dig ourselves out of whatever holes that we find ourselves in overnight. The way to uh, the kingdom is a constant and, constant and consistent walk in your will and your ways. It is thy kingdom come, thy will be done. It is living for another today. It is loving on others today. It is sacrificing all that we have because we don't have anything and we know it. It is the constant understanding of the word of God. And when we do not understand God, you already provided, not only for knowledge, but for protection. We have got to learn. God, I pray that we can live surrounded by the great cloud of witnesses. Hebrews promises us that all who have gone before us, their wisdom, their knowledge, and who they are, are like a cloud, a gathering, like we are surrounded by them. So the enemy cannot get through to us. And as they do, we are covered in the truth of who you were. That is what he meant by if you were really Abraham's children, you would do what Abraham did. You wouldn't wear it as a banner. You wouldn't call him your father and then do what you want. God, convict us where we call you. Convict us where we call you our father and wear your name and then live under the guise of another father. Teach our children. Hey, E, Reagan and Riley, teach our children 
to swim in the Word of God so that they are protected by a truth and live a peace, a shalom that even, even we have never known. In Jesus' name, amen.